I'm Matt, if you don't know me, I'm one of the pastors here at Liberty Church and we're so thankful, so grateful that you've been able to join us and tune in this evening to our uh, Christmas Eve carol service. We're so glad that you made it and we hope that you are enjoying your time so far. Uh, I'm going to read just one more verse from the Bible and then spend a few minutes just talking about that. This is from the book of Isaiah, which is in the Old Testament in the Bible. It says this, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep deep darkness, on them has light shone. About 150 years ago, there was a poet called Christina Rossetti, and she wrote a a poem called A Christmas Carol, um, which was then turned into a carol, a hymn, a Christmas hymn itself. You might know it as the carol in the bleak midwinter. She also wrote a poem called Remember, which was about instructions that she gave for how people were to grieve her death, which is often read at funerals. And then she wrote another poem about Christmas called Christmas Has Darkness. So she sounds like a very happy lady that you would like to have around for Christmas dinner with you to bring the joy to the party. But this, ca- this hymn that perhaps you are familiar with in the bleak midwinter, um, I think that's probably how many of us are feeling at the moment. We've moved from a, an intelligent lockdown to a bleak midwinter lockdown as the days get shorter and shorter and the nights get longer and darker and colder and we're in the grip of a global pandemic. There's a collective, a together lethargy, I think, a tiredness, a weariness, a frustration. We're aware of, in a sense, a darkness around all of us. Personally, many people over this year have suffered feelings of loneliness, of deep sadness and frustration, of loss, loss of perhaps friends or family who've sadly passed away, loss of health, loss of income perhaps. I think probably for all of us, we've known our plans, our hopes, our dreams for this year derailed or postponed or perhaps cancelled altogether. Or maybe very simply for you, you're looking ahead for the next four or five weeks of your children being at home and having to be teacher again and not knowing how you're going to cope through that, through that season. And into darkness, this bleak midwinter, we find Christmas comes. And perhaps for you, Christmas feels like a very familiar blip in the middle of our sad new normal. We get to celebrate something that we celebrate every year, something that's familiar, that's full of hope, full of peace, or just an opportunity to rest and have a break. Or maybe Christmas is just another reminder for you this year of the loss that you're having to face of the, the fact that you can't be with your family, at least not in the way that you would have hoped for. Just another moment of loneliness at the end of this very long year. 
And all of us have experienced this year a search for the light, light at the end of the tunnel, a vaccine, a, a hope, herd immunity, or whatever it is, an end, a finishing line, the light that we can all run to. But as this year has gone on and on and on, perhaps it feels a bit more like when you're climbing up a mountain on a misty, foggy day and you reach what you think is the summit only to realise that you're not there at all, that there's another ridge for you to climb up. And as you scale the next piece of the mountain, you discover that there's still more to go. And every peak, every crest is not quite the summit. It's a long trudge, a slow walk up a hill, waiting for the fog and the mist to clear and for light to come. But even as we look into the future, we know that there's a, a new year just a few days away. There's a new dawn, a new hope. We look ahead to 2021 of the year ahead with perhaps a sense of joy in our heart that maybe light is coming. But what if, even if this pandemic, corona is, is over, will it all be over? Because what global pandemics do is they fix onto what is already true and they accelerate, they accentuate, they breathe life into what is already there. So we've seen how all across the world, the people who suffer most are often the frail and the vulnerable and the weak. They have existing health conditions. And that's what this disease feeds upon. That in situations of injustice and difficulty, that's where the havoc comes. I think we'll see this year or next year as the vaccine has rolled out, how the rich, wealthy com com countries will be able to use it first and those not so wealthy in the second and third world get left behind. We'll see injustice again, sadly, in this story. This virus fix on what is already true, not just in the world, but in our own hearts. My wife and I, Joe, who did the reading earlier, we were talking with some friends of ours on Zoom only a few days ago, talking about some of the challenges that we've had to walk through as a family. Some of the things I personally have found hard and difficult as we all have this year. But as I was talking to them, I reflected on the fact that perhaps some of the issues in my life predated Corona, predated 2020. That actually a, a vaccine, a hope, an end, the light at the end of the tunnel might not be quite the great hope that we're searching for. Because you see, for all of us, we need, a, we need a stronger light. We need an everlasting light, a light of the true light of the world to break into our darkness. And that's what Jesus came to do. That's what he claimed about himself. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And that light comes not just to deal with our surface issues, not just to deal with lots of the struggles that perhaps we face this year, 
but he's come to get right into our hearts, to get into the deep darkness, perhaps in the recesses of our soul, to get to right to the root, literally the heart of the issue. That's what Jesus has come to do, to bring real change. In that verse I read at the beginning, this great light has shone into the darkness. As Joe was reading a few moments ago, this light of glory that shines into the night where the shepherds are, that's what happens when God shows up. All through the Bible, again and again, there are stories of the presence and power of the living God appearing. And when it happens, it's light into darkness. And perhaps the culmination, the pinnacle of that is at Jesus' death and resurrection. Well, it tells us that it says at the sixth hour, which means at the middle of the day, right in the middle of the day as Jesus was crucified, that darkness fell on the land. That's what it says in the book of Matthew in the Bible. A great darkness fell on the land for three hours, just like the three days that Jesus laid in that tomb. But then on the third day, he rose again. It was at dawn on that day that his disciples went to the grave, went to the tomb and found that he wasn't there, that he'd risen, that Jesus, the light of the world, stepped down into our darkness to bring us into everlasting light with him. And this everlasting light, it's a powerful light. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. Jesus, he will break into the darkness of your heart. Let me finish by reading a, a story from the famous novel or series of novels, Lord of the Rings, obviously also made into a series of wonderful movies. If you don't know the story of Lord of the Rings, the hero of the story, Frodo, is tasked with taking this ring of power that symbolized all the darkness and evil in the world and to destroy it in the fires of Mount Doom. And on his journey, he has a companion with him Samwise Ganji, and this, the two of them proceed on their journey. At different times, people give them gifts to help them along the way. And one gift that he receives is from Lady Gladriel, who gives him a little vase with the light of Irandul's star in this vase. And there's a moment later in the story where Frodo and Sam find themselves in the lair in the cave of Shilob the spider, this ginormous, horrible, terrifying beast. And they're stuck in the darkness, terrified. They don't know what to do. Let me turn to the story. Master, master, cried Sam. And life and urgency came back into his voice. The lady's gift, the star glass, a light to you in dark places, she said it was to be. The star glass. The star glass, muttered Frodo, as one answering out of sleep, hardly comprehending. 
Why yes? Why I had forgotten it. A light when all other lights go out. And now indeed, light alone can help us. That's what Jesus is for all of us. A light when all other lights go out. The only light that can help us. The light that penetrates right into your heart. That penetrates right into the deep, dark recesses of your soul. That penetrates into all the frustrations and troubles you walk through this year. And deals with all your issues. And lavishes you with forgiveness and hope and joy. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus, is to know the light of his love poured out on each of us. That poet I mentioned at the beginning, Christina Rossetti, she wrote another poem where she wrote very simply that love came down at Christmas. This is the wonderful light that we celebrate. Let me pray for us. Jesus, we want this light to penetrate right into our hearts. We know that when we see problems all around us, really the, the real issue is in the human heart. We need to know your love that purifies and cleanses. We need to know the light of your grace which forgives us and calls us home to be with you. We want to know and we need to know the light that shines where no other light will go, the light that brings hope and joy and peace that we find only in you, Jesus Christ. I pray that for everyone watching this this evening, they would know this light shining into their darkness, bringing hope, joy and peace, filling them with your love. In Jesus' name, amen.